From the yeah, Anajar yeah. and Levine do Studios it. in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, the Dolphins are, well, this is not good. Let me let me explain. This this training camp for the Dolphins has uh, has consisted of, well, I suppose first was Jalen Ramsey going down, right? Yes. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Thank you. So there's that. That's not good. Uh, then there's uh, there's Taron Armstead from yesterday. Can't even make it through one play of 11 on 11. Like for the first time in camp, he's going through that. And uh, the cart needed to come out. Still unknown prognosis on... On the key to protecting Tua and keeping his brain intact. Not good. Oh, yeah. Then there was the flirtation with Dalvin Cook. And though I think that the Dolphins are okay running back-wise, Dalvin Cook wouldn't have hurt. And uh, instead, he goes to uh, to the division rival Jets. Then there's this yesterday from Tyreek Hill discussing how he prepares for corners he's going against. I'm really interested in Stone's reaction to this because this, and and I'm a a football novice, Jeanette. I admit that openly. Uh, I don't play the sport. I watch the sport a lot. I follow the sport. I love the sport, but I I don't play it. I don't pretend to know the intricacies of preparation for a game. Like Stone would know, of course, as a former Division One college quarterback. Here's Tyreek Hill on how he prepares for corners that he's going up against weekly. Nah, so so I feel like Madden has a good tell of how good players are. So I just play Madden the night before, and I go look at all their ratings. So let's say, for instance, they had Steve Nelson and Derek Stingley over there, two phenomenal players, by the way. Um, I just go get on Madden, I go to the EA rosters, then I scroll down and see what their awareness is, their speed is, and they sprint, and that's how I get a good tail on them. That can't be real. He uh, he looks at the Madden ratings. Now, who am I to argue with a man who's accomplished so much, like Tyreek Hill? He's a Super Bowl champion. He's a, a, a non-stop pro bowler, automatic pro bowler. One of the fastest men who's ever played the sport. That, though, doesn't make me feel great about how he maximizes his potential and his preparation for, for games, especially going into a season where you really have to win if you're the Dolphins because you're in a, a closing championship window. All righty. I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys, these players, these professionals, they are not your role models. They are just ball players, and they all wear a different jersey. This is not abnormal. Um, you can venture off to any college locker room and pull a kid to the side and say, hey, draw me up this play and draw me up the scheme we plan on running on Saturday. He won't be able to do it, right? You do your time, 
when you're in your meetings that are almost contractually obligated uh-huh. to you. Yeah, you got you to gotta be in there. You got to be in there. Attendance is mandatory. So, so I, I think where this becomes almost humorous is, okay, so Tyreek Hill's in his wide receiver position room. That's where they meet, right? That's where they game plan. That's where they say, we're going to run this play and this shot's going to get called. But when it really comes down to it, you're Tyreek Hill. You've been in the offense long enough. You know Mike McDaniel's plays. You know what plays are going to get called. You know what plays for you. You know what you guys are trying to accomplish overall offensively. This is somewhat funny, but at the same time, there's a lot of truth to it. I would right. imagine Tyreek Hill definitely does this, and at the same time, he's still prepared for the game. I, I think you guys would be surprised at how little people know about the game and how little the good players know about the game. I think when Brett Favre was being inducted into the Hall of Fame, right, the classic never knew what a nickel defense was until my 14th year in the league. Like This is how guys get by, the Johnny Menzel documentary. He didn't have a clue what was going on defensively, right? But you act like you're paying attention in these meetings. I, at times, have acted like I've known what was on the board. Please don't compare Tyreek Hill to Johnny Manziel, please. That's not going to make me feel any better. You were doing a good job of making me feel better until that happened. There are players on your team where it is better if you don't make them mad. It is better if you don't tell them what to do. They are gamers, right? When the lights turn on, when they get inside those perform. white lines, they're going to perform. Sort of Tyre- like me on the microphone. 100% like yeah. you on the microphone. It's funny as you're trying to be. There's a lot of truth to it. I think that for Tyreek <laughs> Hill... I don't prepare. I just talk. For Tyreek Hill... I do the same thing for Astros. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell. I have a World Series ring because but, of it. But a lot of people, and I, I, a lot of people work that way. It is how they perform, and it is your job as a boss slash coach to know that. And I think with Tyreek Hill, when it comes to the wide receiver position or just a skill player in general, there are plays on the script specifically for you. Mm-hmm. So Tyreek Hill, they put more stock in getting him ready for the plays that they're calling for him when he's going to touch the ball than they are knowing all of the defenses and what a defense is trying to do on first and second down like a Jerry Rice would do, right? This is just different levels, different leagues, different guys get off in different ways, right? <clears throat> Pause. I, I just think this one's funny, but at the same time, there's a lot of a lot of truth to be taken from this. He's not lying. He's uh, not trying to be funny. He's being straight up with us. All right. Well, you know, I would have never caught it if you didn't say pause. You are so juvenile. <laughs> um, I I I do appreciate that perspective of it. Uh, now tell me if this is a good thing. Xavier and Howard might as well give it a preemptive Oppenheimer here. This is someone who I don't think any longer I'm willing to call friend of show, Xavier Howard. Jeanette. My boy. This, uh, this, came from, uh, this came from, and by the way, Jeanette was the in-game host of his charity softball event just uh, about a month ago, a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. This, according to Miami newsbreaker Andy Slater. Miami Dolphins Xavier Howard being accused in a lawsuit of making secret sex videos and then sharing them. Let me repeat that. No. Miami Dolphins Xavier Howard in a lawsuit being accused of uh, making secret sex videos and then sharing them. By the way, a little number, a little a little number talk here on Ken Levick Alive, little statistical comparison. Xavier Howard, from the start of the 2022 NFL season to now, one interception. Xavier Howard, from the start of the 2022 NFL season to now, three lawsuits filed against him. That ratio, 
concerning in my world. He's had the, the he gave me herpes lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Now that was dropped. Then there was the he assaulted me lawsuit from his baby mama, which I believe is still being litigated pending. as we speak, pending. And now we have the, he was taping us having sex and he's been showing those tapes to people. To I, one interception. And a, I, and a Pro Bowl. Why, why does someone like Xavier Howard, and this is the thing, like you can say, oh, well, he, he got the, why don't we call Mike Tannenbaum, by the way, uh, as well. Mike T will join us here in a second. Um, but if you're Xavier Howard and I want to, want to, want to, want to give him the benefit of the doubt, I am very much on the side of don't judge. I'm very much on the side of if I were ever in a very uncouth situation, I would want to know that I was being treated fairly. So that's why I want to treat people who get themselves into trouble fairly. I don't want to overjudge. But here's my problem with Xavier and Howard is that when you have a lawsuit filed against you, three of them in the course of a year, less than a year, why are you continually in these positions where you're having legal filings presented against you? Can't you just lay low for a second? And so this is what's concerning is that if you're Xavier and Howard, maybe none of this stuff happened. But you're clearly in situations where you're either A, surrounding yourself with sketchy people, or B, doing sketchy things that are causing these things to happen. Is that unfair, Jeanette? No. I'd say it's what kind of the narrative creates. Without pointing fingers or anything, it's why. It's just bad. It's just all bad. Uh, Joining us now here on Ken LeVick Alive is our NFL insider, Mike Tannenbaum. You see him all over ESPN, former GM of the Jets, on-field boss of the Dolphins here on Ken LeVick Alive. Uh, Let me me just start with this because we were discussing the the revelation, a new lawsuit against Xavier Howard is third in the course of uh, of a calendar year. He's accused of of making secret sex videos and then sharing him. Again, this is a, a, a lawsuit. Mike, when, when things came up when you were the head of front offices in the NFL, how would a team, how would you proceed through these in the early stages of an accusation like this? You know, you have to uh, stick to the facts and see what happens. You know, obviously it's very serious allegations, guys, but you have to make sure that, um, you know, whether or not it's true or not, and you, you got to take your time and make sure that um, you're very thorough. So, Obviously, you know, a lot more information, you know, needs to come. I am, I'm officially concerned about the Dolphins. I don't, uh, I don't like the vibes, uh, I suppose. And that is not a tangible thing. But between this with Xavier Howard, Taron Armstead in the leg yesterday, and I appreciate him sending out a video of him walking, but it still doesn't show me anything about his availability for the season. Uh, it just... Things, the, the Jalen Ramsey injury, things just don't seem very sunshiny. And I don't know, Mike, if it's because everything in Jets world has been paradise since the start of training camp, but I, I, don't, I don't love the way the Dolphins feel right now. Should I be a little bit concerned about this team, especially in this division? You know, not yet, Ken. It's so interesting because I think you know, the media in New York would say the same thing about the Jets, just given how inconsistent their offensive line has played. And I think that's really the theme around the NFL right now, guys, is the offensive lines are just not as good as the defensive lines. And, you know, we're heading into the season talking about, you know, all the firepower of Tua and Tyreek Hill and, 
Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. Um, but I think when it's all said and done, the last team standing in the AFC East this year is going to be the team that has the best offensive line over 17 games. Mike Tannenbaum with us, our NFL insider here on Ken Levick Alive. And again, you see him all over ESPN. You hear him all over ESPN radio. And he joins us here Fridays on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, can you, if you could, just give us a little insight. What went into your decision after the 2008 season to let go of Eric Mangini uh, and and land on on Rex Ryan? After you started 8-3, and three, the bottom fell out with Brett Favre and that team. What went into the decision uh, for a coach that two years before that had made the postseason, letting him go at that juncture? Yeah, and, and Eric actually had a really good year. You know, we went nine and seven that year. Um, I, you know, these decisions are you know very um, complicated. There's a lot of different variables. I don't think it was any one thing. You know, Eric went on to get hired immediately by the Cleveland Browns and, and did a really really good job. Um, with, with the Browns, and you know, for us, we were able to land Rex, and you know, we we had uh, um, you know, obviously, you know, really good back-to-back years uh, going to the championship games. I I bring up Eric Mangini because we had a discussion earlier in the show about Robert Sala, and I I tend to believe with the Jets going all in like they've done this offseason, similar to you going all in and and pulling Brett Favre out of retirement in two thousand and eight. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs, if the Jets don't make the playoffs, Robert Sala's job could very much be in jeopardy. Do you see an Eric Mangini situation developing with Robert Sala if they don't make the playoffs with this group they've brought in? Well, I would say this generally, Ken. When you go all in on a franchise quarterback Hall of Famer like Aaron Rodgers, for everybody there's a heightened sense of opportunity, sense of urgency, and, you know, in our business, ultimately accountability. So, you know, it's hard to sit here in August and say they have to make the playoffs. Like, you know, they could go 9-8 and eight and, you know, overcome injury. You just don't know. But let's just say I think everybody knows, like, this is a critically important year for the New York Jets. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going to go ahead, because uh, Stone doesn't think Robert Sala will lose his job. I'm going to go ahead, though, and put that as a yes for Mike Tannenbaum agreeing with me. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to head, go ahead and put in my notes. Uh, that these, uh, these things are complicated. <laughs> uh, I, I want a uh, similar vein to that. Which NFL head coach to you, Mike, has something the most to prove this year? I don't like the word pressure, because every coach has a ton of pressure. But the most, the coach that most has something to prove this year, league wide, to you is is whom? Um, I go with Sean Payton. You know, I think this is a little bit of the Belichick Brady conversation. You know, can Sean do great without Drew Brees? And you know, we're going to find out really quick here with you know Russell Wilson. Does does Matt Lafleur plan himself firmly? In this, in this picture of having something to prove? I know you're extremely high on Jordan Love. Is this sort of Belichick to Brady with no Aaron Rodgers? What is Matt LaFleur? Yeah, I think it's a little bit different, though, because you know I think you're starting off with a young quarterback who has just you know a lot of white space in front of him. I think he's going to do great. Like, the pen's in his hands. What is he going to write? Whereas, you know, given everything that Russell Wilson has been or will be, um, I, I just think it's different. I think there's just immense pressure on everybody in Denver to uh, you know to form, form at a high level this year. Uh, one final question for you. Just following the league uh, throughout the course of camp, the team that you sort of feel best about right now, where you look and you're like, man, 
Those vibes are good. Things are rolling. Like I like what I'm hearing, like what I'm seeing out of this camp. Who who comes to mind for you? I think it's the Chargers because Rashawn Slater's coming back, who's a great left tackle. Um, you know, Justin Herbert got his contract out of the way. Obviously Eckler has to feel that has to get cleaned up a little bit, but um I think the Chargers will be really hard to defend this year. Mike, I really appreciate it. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, thanks so much, guys. That is Mike Tannenbaum, our NFL insider here on Ken LaVica Live. I'm glad he agreed with me on the uh, Robert Sala point that I made at the onset of the show that uh, the man's going to have to make the playoffs or else he's uh, he's out the door. Thank you to Mike for that. As brilliant football minds think alike. Yeah, I'm glad you took that note because I, I took most uh, of importance here that these things are complicated, right? <laughs> They're never to be put a finger on. They're always That's... hard to judge and always hard to tell, and it's not fun to make these decisions. So when the time comes, we'll see. It'll be complicated, that's for sure. Way to gaslight the whole situation, Stone. Yeah. He actually, you are gaslighting this entire thing. A thousand percent. Yeah. He's just trying to make himself feel better. I've been in enough toxic relationships to know what you're doing. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jeanette has been in enough toxic relationships to know what you're doing. Listen, I had a fantasy football I'll question. I'll take that advice, though. <laughs> I had a fantasy football question lined up for Mike Tannenbaum in regards to the Jets, but I didn't want to ask him. I've seen him draft a fantasy football team before. <laughs> he was probably the worst member of a fantasy football uh, team that I've ever been in. Dude, Wait, if who snatches Baker Mayfield right. first? Back to back years. Shut that was up. the same league. I think that I was uh, in Mike Tannenbaum with, Stone, and I finished higher than if he did. You, if if I knew you had a Mike, by the way. I, 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 if you had a Mike Tannenbaum insult lined up for fantasy football, you should have told me, and I would have made sure you had the time. I know it was. Hey, Mike, in regards, to, you know, these fantasy football drafts that are ramping up. Who am I drafting first, Brees Hall or Dalvin Cook? It's been this big question, but uh, I don't really want to ask you because you're probably the worst fantasy football player that uh, I've ever seen in my even life. Even had a whole lead up and then a punchline at the end. Of I it. did. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. I got kind of bored in the middle of the question, though. Too long. <laughs> Too long. Get to the get to the damn Jesus. point. Jesus. No, I hear you. I hear you. I didn't want to just take us off track there and ask another Jets question, right? Bring it back to the Jets. Of course, here goes Stone again. So I held off. Uh, You do not want to hold off. You're going down to see the Dolphins. You do not want to hold off on taking the end zone express with Brightline. Go Brightline.com. Free Brightline up. Hey, there's the trade. It's big and yellow. You can't miss it. And it goes fast. It's stress-free, it's comfortable, it's air-conditioned, it has Wi-Fi, and it is the way that you should be going to see the Dolphins this season. Good vibes only. That's right. The End Zone Express. It stops off at Aventura, your ride share to Hard Rock Stadium, you enjoy a Dolphins dub, you get back on the ride share and you head back home via the station in Aventura. That's Brightline. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. The gorgeous palatial stations in West Palm and in Fort Lauderdale and Miami Central Station. The quick stops in the aforementioned Aventura as well as beautiful Boca Raton service starting soon to Orlando. That's Brightline. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. GoBrightline.com the free Brightline app. And Stone, it is indeed vibes for days with Brightline. Good vibes only. When we return, we are talking vibes. I have my definitive list of NFL teams and their vibes in training camp. Mike Tannenbaum with a vote for the L.A. Chargers. Will they show up on my list? We'll find out. And later in the show, we're playing for something. We don't know what we're playing for, actually. We're going to have to check on that, I think. Got to figure that out. Yikes. That's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBicca Live 
on ESPN 106.3. So we've decided we're going to be playing for uh, Rapids Water Park Passes. Four of them. Four. We'll do four. Good. Not yet, though. Not yet. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, so am I? am I at least... In the right, feeling like the Dolphins' vibes are bad. Like this training, this has not been a good training camp for the Dolphins. See, yeah, which means yes. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, super frustrating. Super, super damn frustrating. When's it gonna stop? Like, hopefully, there's uh, hopefully no it more. does. I don't know. Is it gonna stop? And, no, I feel like at least the Jalen Ramsey news was the first one, you know, because I, that to me was destructive. I feel like if the Jalen Ramsey news came out now, you guys would have been feeling a but lot But I think worse. if there were no other things to happen, we'd still be talking about the Jalen Ramsey thing. Uh-huh. It would still be as destructive, but there have been some things here and there to mask it to make us feel a little better, but anytime you bring up Jalen Ramsey's name, you go, oh God, we have yeah. no Jalen Ramsey. It was just an inauspicious start. Right. Like day one, down he goes. Uh, to pick up the mood, congratulations to Park Vista High School product and FAU baseball star Nolan Shanuel. He Woo! is someone I'm not afraid and not ashamed to call a friend of the show. He spent, count him, he spent a total of 21 days in minor league baseball before he got called up this morning. He was drafted in the first round by the L.A. Angels 40 days ago. 4-0, 40 days ago. Went to high A in like six seconds. Got brought up to double A. And today the Angels called him up. He's hitting 370 in the minors. Go Owls. No, Nolan's the man. He even said, my goal is to by the end of September get with the big league club. And I remember when we were talking to him, I sort of was like, there's no way. That doesn't happen. Like, come on, dude. He did it in mid-August. Now That's insane. All Love these it. pictures Love it. are circulating social media. Nolan's getting caked in flowers as he should. But what was the team name that he played the for? The Trash Pandas. That's their. That's the <laughs> Angels AA affiliate, the Trash Pandas. I, I wasn't sure if somebody had made an edit. Somebody had nope. made a meme, a that graphic. was their name. I wasn't sure if it was uh, actually a co- uh, not a Photoshopped picture. It was actually funny when uh, when he got elevated from high A to double A, and uh, there were the uh, the tweets in the social media, Shanuel promoted to the Trash Pandas. Like, that's good stuff right there. <laughs> that's good. Uh, so Nolan Shanuel, who appeared on this show uh, – Two days after he got drafted, just two, 38 days ago, uh, he is already up to the L.A. Angels, and he is going to play the stretch drive with him. That's awesome. What do you say we get him back on? Let's do it. All right. We, I don't think he's going to be as easy to uh, Come on. get a hold of as he was 38 days ago, but we'll we'll go through the Angels. We'll get him back on. Go that Owls, is awesome. Uh, you know what else is awesome when your AC is working? So when it's not working, that's why you need EDS to come through. EDS is, yes, EDSairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They're awesome because they're family-owned and operated. They're awesome because they service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. And they're awesome because they set up appointment schedules around you. Yes, you. Not the other way around. Oh, we'll get there when we get there. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that, especially after hours. Here is my suggestion to you. That AC goes out. Your house is hot. It's after hours. You're like, I can't get a hold of anybody on the phone. Go online. Go online. Get on your phone. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. That right there, that's your path to glory. 
EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. There's never a good time for the AC to go out, never a good time to start feeling those warning signs, especially when we're hitting feels like triple digits every single day down here in South Florida. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. That's edsairconditioning.com. EDS is yes, that's EDS Air Conditioning. Okay, so um, our my vibes list here. Uh, good vibes. This is good vibes. This is my top five NFL vibes coming out of training camp. Okay. See if you agree with me. My number one NFL training camp vibe team is the New York Jets. Yeah. Easy. Like everything's just like sunshiny good. Yeah, there has Up not there. been a bad piece of news that has come out in the past I'm three wait- months. I'm like, I'm waiting for it to crash and burn. I can't wait. I mean, the crash and burn would be epic if this goes south on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it very easily could. Uh, number two in my my NFL training camp vibes list, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles come in at two on vibes. Quarterback just got paid. Yeah. City's happy. Nobody remembers his duck of a Hail Mary at the no, end of the Super Bowl. Not even a clue. Not even, I mean, just completely erased it from memory. No idea what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's like men in black. It's just like... All good vibes over there good in Philly. Good vibes only. That is correct. Uh, number three. Number three in the vibes. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence and company. People in Duval are super pumped. There is the third best vibes in the NFL coming out of Jacksonville. Jeanette, what are we giving them? Okay. Yep. Yeah, Colin Coward actually did a uh, power rankings, his 10 best quarterback wide receiver tandems. Right? Oh, did he, did he name a dead quarterback? He, he did, this time he did not name okay, a good. dead quarterback. But good. at number two, Cinching it up. behind <laughs> Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase was Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. So I thought, ooh, some high praise, right? Equals vibes up there. That's good. Uh, my number four best vibes in the NFL, uh, in, in case you're just joining us, uh, it is me, Ken Lavica, my top NFL training camp vibes. Uh, we started with the Jets, then the Eagles, then the Jags. My number four, the Detroit Lions. The Lions at number four. We like that, G? Hell yeah. Big fans of Dan Campbell. Uh-huh. Big fans of Jameer Gibbs. He looks good. Rookie <laughs> in the backfield. Jared Goff, Amon Ra. Love it. They get the green light. Out of all the coaches in the NFL right now, I think I would love to have a beer with Dan Campbell. Yeah, we're fresh off a great week. Oh, Dan, Dan Campbell, Campbell, it's not just a beer. Yeah. It's, it's everything. A night out in Miami it would honestly be mm. best for him. Dan Campbell, I get the sense, though, he's more of a sit at the bar. Uh, he One of those bars where, you know, it's like one in the morning, they have an old movie on. Like, they don't even have, like, actual television. Yeah, it's yeah like, I want, like, dive bar. Carpet on yeah. the floor, ashtrays everywhere that's that the, haven't been cleaned in, like, like, two the, months. like the Blue Anchor? No, Blue Anchor's a little Blue. classier than that, okay? But mm-hmm. there is uh, there is carpet on the floor, yes. Okay. And Blue Anchor's an English pub in Delray Beach, for right. anybody who doesn't know. Uh, but that's where I've watched movies at, like, 1 a.m. I mean, it's a great place. Yeah. Uh, my go-to in Delray. So I, I don't know if Miami, because he seems sweaty, though, too. Yeah, I don't like that from GA. One of those Lucas Glover ass sweat things would be happening well, with him. Well, when you said things outside of beer, it's like, okay, then we're going to Miami. They got everything outside no, of beer there. True. I think he'd be a loose cannon in Miami. It'd be dangerous. All right, all right. You but don't that's be, where I want. Yeah, you don't want fights. He's going to throw a punch. Yeah. Yes, that's what I want. And you're four for four so far. Uh, my number five team with vibes coming out of training camp. The Chicago Bears, good training camp vibes there, especially after three of three, 129 yards, fluky performance there from Justin Fields, self-proclaimed top five fastest quarterback in NFL history. But I got to say, there's a lot of hype right now with the Bears. G, verdict? I guess. I don't know. 
it made me like tilt my head a little bit. Like, okay. Can you give us another attempt at a number five? Yeah. The Chargers. Okay, better. Chargers better okay. than Bears. Chargers better than Bears. I do right. hear you, though, right? They won't stop talking about Justin Fields. Uh, and then my uh, on my list of uh, NFL training camp vibes come in at 3,497, the Dolphins. <laughs> yep. A twofer. Yep. A double suck, as they call it. Uh, when we come back, will Stone suck? Not sure. Uh, Mike Greenberg. Pause. Mike Greenberg has been missing from his radio show for the better part of the last two months. Nobody told us he was basically taking the summer off. Uh, he's on Get Up every day, so clearly something. Uh, there's nothing wrong. He's just not on his radio show any longer. And the name of the show is Greeny, but there's no Greeny. Mike Greenberg is missing. So when we come back, we are going to test Stone's medal. Stone's knowledge of famous missing people. Much like Mike Greenberg, Stone Lebanowitz, and his knowledge of all-time world-famous missing people in a game we're calling Stone in search of. Your chance to win four passes to Rapids Water Park. Four to beat the heat. Do something for your family. Do something for your kids. Four passes to Rapids Water Park. Bring the family out. All you have to do is guess how many questions out of nine Stone can get right when we quiz him about famous missing people like Mike Greenberg on his radio show. 888-760-3776. Fill up the phone lines. Get in. How many out of nine will Stone Lebanowitz get correct? Either right on, closest without going over, prices, right, rules. Stone, in search of. Get in on the game. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Stone, in search of. A quiz game with his knowledge of famous missing people. Yes, Jeanette. How you feeling, Stone? Confidence level one through nine? Three. Okay. 888-760-3776. We're playing for four passes to famous Rapids Water Park. 888-760-3776. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. All right, time to play a game. Time to play Stone in Search Of. Here on Ken Levick Alive, nine questions about famous missing people. Nine questions about famous missing people. You have to guess how many stone will get correct, either right on or closest without going over. Mm-hmm. It is always price is right rules here on Ken Levick Alive. How do you feel about Stone's chances to this? Me? Yeah. Not good. I don't. Call- he said three. I put him at one. Well, see, I, I couldn't have gotten one because my past two weeks I've gone one confidence level and one confidence level. So now i got to bump it up to a three. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and get to our participants here. Let's start with Phil in North Palm Beach. Phil, one through nine, what is the number you are going to give to Stone in terms of correct answers out of nine questions? I'm going to go with Stone and give him one more. So I'm going to go four. 
Four for stone. Very nice. Four for stone. Okay. Uh, that was Phil. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate that. Let's go to Chase in Jupiter. Chase, four is off the board. Uh, so any other number, one through nine, famous missing people, what is Stone going to get correct? I'm going to give him two. All wow. Right, that's two. That is two for Stone, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, let's go ahead and go to Mike in Jupiter. Mike on Ken Levick Alive. Mike, what's your number with four and two off the board? This is embarrassing. I'm going to give him five. Five. Wow. Five, says Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah, All Mike. All right, that brings us to Chandler in West Palm. Chandler in West Palm. What are, we have five off the table, four off the table, two is gone. What's your number one through nine? Yeah, I don't I don't see Stone doing good this week either, so I'm going to go with one. Okay, a one for Chandler. He's oh, playing, playing, the, uh, playing the game here. That's good. That's good stuff. That's really, really, really good stuff. Okay, uh, so we're set. <sighs> I believe so. Okay. All right, Stone. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's go. Number one. All right. David Thompson was one of the first settlers of Boston who may have drowned in the Boston Harbor. Before that, in 1623, he founded this New England colony turned state, one of only three U.S. states that's name begins with New. New Hampshire. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Woo! Are you talking about you? Ken, what do I always complain about? These stupid clues that you provide him to get these answers right. That was actually, I mean, that was even by his standards. My first answer I was going to go with was the Boston Colony. So, uh, um. Glad you didn't do that. Glad I didn't do that. All right, well. I hope these questions aren't as obvious as you were making them. You hear that? Uh, Stone. Number two, oh. this famous female aviator was attempting to traverse the globe when she went missing in 1937. What is or who is Amelia Earnhardt? No. Her name's not Earnhardt. Amelia. Five. Uh, um, um, hold four. on, hold on. Amelia, Amelia. What do you mean it's not Earnhardt? Amelia, Amelia is, is her maiden name that I had to guess? Amelia Earnhardt. Amelia Ernstein. Amelia Earnburn. Buzz yourself. <laughs> Amelia Earhart. Oh, my God. It's not Dale or Dale Jr. <laughs> Close, but the judges say no. <laughs> she ain't number three. I thought she went ale. He went ale. Air. <laughs> what is the official name? Huh? What is her official name? Amelia Earhart. Which is easy to remember. Air like the plane. Correct. Where the plane flies through. What did I say? Dale Hart. No, yeah. I didn't. Number, you said Earnhardt. I said Earnhardt. Yeah, number three. Number three. One correct for Stone. We're on number three. Famous missing people. Stone in search of here on Ken Levick Alive. Union Army soldier Boston Corbett went missing six years after he killed this man who assassinated Abe Lincoln. John Wilkes Booth. Good job. Well done. I was wondering how far back his history brain was going to go. That's good. <laughs> he was paying attention. Chandler, right. I was rooting for you. How are we going on time here? We're good on time. Excellent. Number four. Number four. All right, Stone. In 1908, Eduardo Newberry went missing after taking off to set a 
world balloon night flying record. He was last seen in this nation, the current men's soccer world cup champion. Argent Ar- Argentina. Well done. Good job. Argentina. Uh, that's what I was looking for. Argentina. <laughs> leave leave that stuff to Jeanette, please. Thank you. Appreciate it. I give that. him an A for effort, though. Kids no. hot. Kids hot. Unofficial three in a row, but two in a row. You know, it all works the same. So it's, it's pissing me off. This also puts Chandler and Chase out. This is going to be down to between Phil and Mike. That's what you get for going one and two. This is so stupid. I said my confidence level was three. Uh, number five, Sir John Franklin. No relation to FAU's former receiver, John Franklin. Uh, led a fateful lost expedition through the Northwest Passage. He was exploring in the name of this nation, playing for a world Women's World Cup title this weekend. John Franklin was exploring in the name of this nation, playing for a Women's World Cup this weekend. Let's go with England. That is correct. That is Booyah! correct. Booyah! correct. Booyah! More correct. What? He's hot. He's uh, hot. He's hot, man. Because, Ken, these questions are too easy. These clues are stupid, and they give it away. Number six. In the 1980s, photos of missing children in the National Missing Children Database were placed on this morning breakfast container. In the 1980s, photos of missing children in the National Missing Children Database began to be placed on this morning breakfast container. Can I have a little clarification on what a breakfast container is? No. No. It contains something for breakfast. Yes. That's all I'm giving you. It's pretty simple. Let's right. go with Captain Crunch. No. The answer is a milk carton. A milk carton. Milk carton was the correct answer. There are kids on the on the Captain Crunch boxes, right? Not missing kids, Stone. Number seven. Number seven. <laughs> with that logic, there's kids on every breakfast right. container. Right. Cartoons don't count. <laughs> Famous alleged mobster Jimmy Hoffa was oh, believed yeah. falsely so underneath the old Meadowland Stadium in this state. New Jersey. That's correct. New Jersey. That is correct. That is five right. Five right. My boy Jimmy. Uh, so that means that, uh, well, Mike is going to be the winner regardless. This Ooh. is so stupid. We already have a winner. Can Mike. I come up with the questions next time? Shh, I have sure. a few more to go. Uh, this famous portion of the earth that is known for missing vessels is named after this Atlantic Ocean island. The, 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 the triangle, mm-hmm. the, uh-huh. the mm-hmm. Bermuda Triangle. There you go. The, uh, the island is <laughs> yeah. Bermuda. Correct. Well so done. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Almost win Aruba. No, so that's six, right? And then finally. But let's remember when he thought Haiti. <laughs> yeah, right. The good times when he thought Haiti was in the Pacific Ocean yeah. and part of the Ring of Fire. Yeah. Yes. And had a Winter Olympics. Uh-huh. Uh, in the Natalie Holloway case. Oh, the young Dutch woman went missing in Aruba. That is off the coast of this nation known for Miguel Cabrera and Ozzy Guillen. Venezuela! Can you make these questions like we just didn't see Mickey Cabrera at the Marlins game? Uh, three was Mike, right? Three was Mike, Three right? was Mike. Mike, how you feeling about Stone Labanowitz? God bless you, son. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, score passes. Four passes to Rapids Water Park for Mark. Uh, Mike, stay on. Get the information, Stone, if you could. Jeanette is is leaving mad. I thought he did what? well. No, I'm coming up with the questions next time. This is way too easy. Stop protecting your boy. We need to give him a chance. He is not this smart. Stop playing the facade that he is.
That was a pretty good stone in search of. Hey, Greenberg, get back on your radio show. That's Jeanette. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.